0: This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers six Sixers Baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Junior.
1: You're listening to the All Angels
2: Podcast.
3: What is up? It is your boy, Johnny Maggs. Joined, as always, with Daniel Garcia. Also with Chris the Curator Johnson here. Uh, we are back for another edition of the All Angels podcast. Uh, we're going to do our weekly review, which is really only one game because Daniel and I went over Pretty much
1: everything the weekends. else on, on right. Sunday. And then Monday being an off day, and then honestly after that week, probably something that the team uh, needed.
3: Yeah, so obviously uh, yesterday they started the series in Seattle, and the biggest news about that was um, Joe Adele made his Major League debut, and that was the news uh, heading into this game. I think everyone was excited that Mike Trout was actually going to come back from being on the paternity list, but little did we know that we were going to get surprised again with Joe Adele making his Major League debut. So we'll get into all that stuff. I know we have some emails regarding that, and we got other emails that regard everything involved with Joe Adele and Mike Trout and all that good stuff. So thank you guys for emailing us. Let's get into it. Yesterday's it ended, game.
1: Kind of like what you said, it ended up being a pretty big deal with yeah. everything going on.
3: Uh-huh, it was. I mean, uh, considering, you know, really, it was already a big deal because Mike Trout was coming back, right, but then Joe Adele making his Major League debut. Right, and that
1: kind of broke Monday afternoon-ish. Right. Um, you know, so the long-anticipated number one Angel, pro- number one prospect in the Angels organization, number two outfielding prospect in Major League Baseball, and I think, like, the number six overall by MLB Pipeline. So uh, someone that's definitely had a lot of hype behind him and someone that I feel lucky enough to be able, well, both of us, all mm-hmm. three of us have been able to watch him kind of, uh grow
3: yeah man we we interviewed him a few times for the podcast we were in the dugout with him as he was playing over in an empire so we kind of watched him grow and that's that's pretty awesome to see him finally uh make his major league debut a bit of a surprise but we'll get into that when we answer the email questions i know we have a few so let's get into yesterday's game in seattle angels mariners we know what happened the last week it was one of those deals where the angels just could not I mean, they won that first game, and then the pitching staff just could not get it done. What did, what
1: did Chris say? Oh, it's only Seattle.
3: It's only Seattle. That's why we're winning. Killed my buzz that day. But uh, so much for that, because they ended up winning that series in Anaheim. But now here here we are back. We're in Seattle. The Angels jumped ahead early, real quickly, as Mike Trout in his first at-bat back from the paternity list puts the Angels ahead 2 to nothing.
2: Nola setting up outside. It's a breaking ball hammered out toward left center field. Hit well. Kyle Lewis back. That's gone. Big fly for Mike Trout. Welcome back.
3: My mistake. That was a solo shot. My mistake because later in that inning. Same inning. Same inning. Goodwin gets on on a walk. And then up comes Albert Pujols and gives the Angels a three-run lead.
4: Next one on Albert. And he swings and drives the ball deep down the left side. And that one is out of here.
3: Two-run shot for Albert Pujols, gives the Angels a 3-0 to zero lead, pulls them within one, one. of Willie Mace.
1: And it, it's crazy, too, because with his home runs, RBIs, hits, whatever kind of the milestone that's coming up for Albert, it's pretty cool because you see a lot of these great um, ball players that he is, uh, you know, passing and that he's getting close to. And it's just really cool to see the 660 right around the corner for Albert and hopefully within the next week or so. By the time we get our next podcast on Sunday – Hopefully, he's at least tied it or, um, you know, passed it by then.
3: Yeah, he – you know, you're mentioning the milestones. The, the thing with – when we signed Albert Pujols, we kind of saw this all coming. You know, towards the end of his career, we're going to be seeing home run number 600, hit number 3,000, career RBI list. He's going to pass uh, – I believe he's going to pass A-Rod for second all-time coming up pretty here soon, yeah. pretty soon. You know, Willie Mays on the list, at home run list. He just keeps passing guys, keeps passing guys. So, um. That's a special thing to see with Albert Pujols in the lineup and seeing him as an Angel. One thing you can see is him uh, making the move on these all-time records and, and these yeah, lists. I think
1: that's just still that's still cool, even though you know the production that he has isn't necessarily as Angel fans you want, but um, it is still pretty cool to see it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So Angels have a three nothing lead. Later in the inning, the Angels top prospect, makes his Major League debut at the play. Joe Adele first at bat as a Major Leaguer, and he gets on.
2: One-two again. It's a little dribbling. Left side. Here comes Kyle Seeger. Transfer over to first. Not in time. First big league hit for Joe Adele. It's an infield knock. Welcome to the show. Joe Adele first at bat. Base hit.
3: There you have it. Jordan Adele. First Major League hit. A little weak ground ball infield single, but hey,
1: but it was funny, and they kind of mentioned it too, mm-hmm. Trout's first infield uh, or first hit as an Angel was an infield single, but the only difference is Trout's was an actual bunt. Right. Joe's was like a swinging bunt. So, you know, um, still way too soon to know if he's going to be that kind of a uh, player with Trout uh, capabilities, but uh, dude can move, and it was really nice to kind of see that right away. Um, when he worked his way down the line.
3: Yeah, it, it's just good to see him like, get that first hit out of the way. I think a lot of the pressure is alleviated now. He's able to kind of relax a little bit. But we'll get to Joe Adele and his playing situation later in the podcast because we do have an email regarding uh, Joe Adele and, and his positioning in the lineup and, and his playing time. Uh, But the Angels jumped ahead early again, 3-0 in the first inning, and then kind of went silent at some point. Dunn really shut the Angels down, and the the Mariners pitching staff did a great job.
1: Yeah, from like uh, a couple outs in the second to about like an out in the seventh, no um, Angels base runners, which for this team and the situation they've been in with the bullpen kind of raises kind of, you know, you're you're a little scared just because is three going to be enough? And then, you know, you didn't mention it, but Andrew Heaney did get to start.
3: Right, um, right.
1: In this game and for the last two outings, he's been really, really been really good, but just really limited as far as pitch counts. And that's something that we both have talked about, wondering why. Um, so in this game, he goes five and two thirds, only gets up three hits, one and runs four walks, which has really hurt him, only three K's. But he did get up to that 87 uh, pitch total, which is um, about 20 as far as his high this season. Over, I think, I think think opening day he went like 68 or 69
3: yeah it was good to see him get into the sixth i would have liked to have seen him finish that sixth but you know i mean at least he got into the sixth inning
1: the positive i think with andrew that this game yesterday on on tuesday he didn't look as sharp as he did against oakland or seattle the first time around right um but he did was able to get out of some jams and and i think a real true barometer of a good pitcher you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say he's like an ace or anything, but a good pitcher is how good can you be when your stuff isn't working or, or you don't feel it that day, or you know, stuff might be a little off. Because you could tell right away, we can see with the walk situation, him walking four guys that um, he wasn't his top. He wasn't at his A game, but he was still able to work through some stuff, work get out of some situations and get a ground ball when he needed it, or get a strikeout when he needed it, get a quick inning when he needed it because of his pitch count was up so high. So um, I think considering it wasn't necessarily the outing that I think people wanted or were hoping for, but I, I still take away that he was still able to work with his like secondary stuff and and, and still like I said, um, only giving up one run. So I, I think that helps helped uh, me kind of ease the the pressure or, or, or the tension when I see him on the mound.
3: Yeah, what you know, right off the bat when he started though, like he walked the guy, then the next guy lopes, he like smashed one down the first base line that pools made a great play on, doubled and him off. Him up. Yep. And then Lewis smashed one of the shortstops. Fletcher. Yeah, Fletcher made a great play. So that first inning could have been really bad considering, but like you said, didn't have his stuff, but pitch to contact, pitch to his defense. Sometimes that's all you gotta do is throw strikes and, and let your defense especially do Especially
1: when you know you don't have it. Right. Like maybe it doesn't the rhythm doesn't feel right. You you just don't you don't feel the pitches working. But if you're still able to get guys out and again, still get into that sixth inning, yeah, you're right. You would love to see him finish that inning, but He got there when his stuff wasn't working. And as an Angel fan, and I'm sure you would agree, you've seen so many times where a guy doesn't have it and next thing you know, uh, uh, he's given up six runs over three innings kind of thing. So it was cool to see him work through some trouble but get out of it and and kind of grind through through a start.
3: Yeah, and so um, with that being said, at one point the Mariners shut down the Angels. 14 straight batters went down in order for the Angels until... The what is it, the seventh inning? Uh, David Fletcher, we're actually Renhiefel singles, and then Fletcher follows that up with a two run shot.
2: That is hammered out to deep left field toward the corner. That one is gone. Fletch has done it. His first of the season, Gooby, a big fly. That put the Angels
3: up five to one. That kind of was enough because uh, the Mariners ended up scoring two more runs, but. That was it. The final score was five to three. He, uh, after Heaney, Middleton, Milner, and Pena each went two and a third, which is kind of weird. Like two and a third, two and a third, two and a <laughs> yeah. third here on my list. And then Buttry with the uh, four out save. Got a little nervous there because I didn't know I thought they were gonna go with Pena with a two inning save. And he
1: kind of got um uh, in a little bit of trouble. Again, wish I would have been able to see him kind of work out of it. Yeah. Um but you know, Ugh. we have a, a bullpen question later about the closing spot, and w- so we'll get to that more. But yeah, I would love to see him kind of get out. I, of that I
3: think pitch. just because you know that first guy hit a double off him, and then he then he uh, was able to get an out, right? I believe. Yeah. And then the guy, yeah, the guy got a double, and then he got an out. But then the uh, the way they scored that run, that hit that they got was it was a great pitch, a slider. The guy just threw his bat out.
1: Right, and sometimes and I they it just I think dumped it in, in there. This season for the Angels, they are just kind of. I know I'm kind of biased, but they have kind of bad luck as far as, you know, a guy gets jammed hard, but it bloops in. Or Mm -hmm. a guy, like you said, just throws his bat to stay alive and it finds a a gap somewhere. And it's just like, he, his, you know, and you see Joe going back to Joe a little bit. uh, I think it was his third or fourth at bat. um, He squares it up, but he hits it right at the second baseman. I think the exit velocity was like 100, 101 miles an hour, but right at the second baseman. And it seems like, those Angels aren't getting those kind of breaks. You know, when you hit a square, you, you hit it hard by finding a guy, and then some guys are just, um, whether it be the A's or, or Seattle, or the guys they played, it's just you barely hit the ball, and it just somehow finds that, that gap or that blooper.
3: Right, right. Just luckily enough, though, the Angels were able to withhold. The bullpen was able to just give up those two runs. 5-3 was the final in Seattle. Angels win it, pick up the win. Uh, like I said, Heaney picks up the W. Buttry picks up the save. Angels pick up a win. Good day in all because Jordan Dow made his comeback, or made his debut, and Trout Mike went. Trout made his comeback.
1: And then, you know, with Mike Trout. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're not! I mean, what was it, five days off?
3: Yeah, and then first that bat hits a home run. I was, like, shaking, sitting here shaking my head going, are you serious? But, you know... Should I be surprised the at little, anything little, little he really baby,
1: does? Little baby bat.
3: Yeah. Right. Papa trout is Papa what trout? Gooby was calling him. Calling him. New so nickname. Papa mean, trout. Okay.
1: I don't think they're doing players' weekend this year. But if they do it next year, can we get him a new nickname now? Because the kid has a kid, so I don't know how right. it exactly works. I, I
3: don't know what name his name anyways, would be, but... Dad, because it was Kid <clears> with a like, bunch of eyes, with
1: like four eyes. Yeah. Now it's Dad with four
3: A's. Yeah, so good game all around, obviously. Um, yeah, and that's the only – that is our recap for the week because that was the only game that was played. They were off on uh, – Monday. Monday, and they played yesterday on Tuesday. We're recording today on a Wednesday. So looking ahead now, uh, after the series in Seattle, who do they go – who do they got next, Dan?
1: Well, like tonight they have – they still play Seattle. Uh, the next two in Seattle. So you have Hulo Tehran and Dylan Bundy slated at those starters. After that, for the weekend, they play three out in Texas at that new ballpark they have out there in Arlington. Um, You know, and they haven't officially came out with the rotation and who's going to play what games, but if you kind of look at how everything kind of lines up, um, it's a good chance you see uh, Matt Andrees, Griffin Canning, and and Andrew Heaney in those games. Um, So we'll see how that plays out. Um, Now that Shohei isn't pitching this year, and we'll get to that a little bit later, um, you know, now you're kind of – you have a five-man rotation, and I think right. unless some moves are made, um, like a Patrick Sandoval comes up sooner or later, or, or you know a Suarez, a, a Jaime, Baddie, these, yeah. these are the five guys that are going to start again uh, in no particular order: Andrew Haney, Julio Tehran, Dylan Bundy, uh, Matt Andres and then Griffin Canning.
3: I'm, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm hearing the names that you're throwing out there, and obviously it's not a rotation that is stellar or you, you look Strike at it and say, oh, but yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, what, what a lot of Angel fans need to realize it. It's it's not terrible. You know, I think it's an average. If you get a Tehran that, you know, it's a typical Tehran, he's okay. And if you get Bundy that not, you know, that can, you know. He's been good. He, you're all he, right. He,
1: you know, Bundy and two stars has only given up four runs and has averaged over six innings in each Start so, um if Julio and it's funny too because when those both of those guys got signed for the Angels, well, uh, Bundy was a trade. But when they both came to the Angels, I was more I was expecting more out of Julio than I was Bundy. So if you can give me that now again, not I'm not saying it has to be like a shutdown Cy Young type of guy, but. You know, if he's just as good as Bundy's been the last two starts, then, you know, I think the Angels are in a good spot.
3: Absolutely. And then Andrees. If Andrees can be the guy that we saw in Oakland or give us something similar to that, then, you know, we're okay. Like, we're, yeah, we'll be able to stay in games with the this one offense. I'm interested
1: in seeing is Andres Which one is it? Is it the guy that was in Oakland that came in for Shohei? Or is he the guy that was playing Seattle that um, in Anaheim where I don't know if he's got the nerves because he started the game? Because, I mean... You would think if he did that against Oakland, he should have been able to do something close to that against a team like Seattle.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. So looking ahead, I mean, obviously the Angels need to win. It's crazy because the way the season is now, you, every game is almost a must-win. So, you know, it's it's not like, oh, you know, on a regular season where you can say, well, they're heading over here. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd like for them to split or whatever. But now it's almost you got to win every game. So I don't want to sit here and say, you know, um, I want the angels. If the angels can just win one, one out of these three, no, you got to try to win every game. So I think that has a lot to do with a lot of what's happening with Joe Madden's moves and stuff. I think he's playing it by man. I got to win now, and I got to go with you know situations. It's crazy. I, I'm I'm wondering that if the way Joe Madden is managing is is just, if it's because of the way the season is playing out, the way the season is. I I don't know. You know, it's it's just crazy. But
1: you know, and then too. And we kind of mentioned it a little bit on Sunday. At that time, Angels were only a game and a half back. Now they're three games back going into Wednesday. Again, we're recording this before first pitch on Wednesday. But, yeah, they're only three games back right now of the division, which is the Oakland A's. Um, so if, if something clicks with these guys now that they kind of have a rotation set and they're getting most of their guys back, um, you know, it, it, they can make a run. Again, they should be able to take a really uh, advantage of a, of a Seattle team the next two games. Uh, they're going into Texas who are losing pitchers left and right. Um, definitely don't have to worry about Kluber. And I forgot, how, I, I want to say Lance Lynn or one of their other big pitchers opted out. So, you know, they should be able to take advantage of that out in, in, in Texas. So if they can get on a little mini roll again, five out of eight, you know, uh, seven out of ten, something like that. Um they're gonna be right back in there and it's with the expanded playoffs where two wild card teams make it, um, two extra teams make it, you know, they'll be right definitely in that in that mix.
3: Yeah, especially since you're playing your division a lot. You know, most of these you're games make, are you're gonna be able
1: to make up
3: Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like two games per, per game that you play. You know what I mean? You pick up a win you pick up a you pick up a game on a win column and you pick up a game in the loss column, depending on what happens. You know, if you lose and you lose a game here and you lose a game there, so It's super interesting. It's going to be super cool to see it towards the end. And uh, just as long as they can keep momentum and and take like we mentioned in the podcast before, take care of the teams that you're supposed to to take care of. Or if, you know, you're either better or at the same level as them, you need to take care of those teams. And then the teams like the Houston's and the Oakland's, those are games where, you know, they're going to be knockout, drag out games. You split that. Yeah. You you come out. You're, You're good. You know, the angels, I thought, you know, in that opening series, they played Oakland well, but again, pitching let them down. Same thing with Houston; it was a, they were in almost every game, and and at some point, they they kind of blew it, and that's the things they got to clean up. So, I, it's it's obvious. I don't want to be Captain Obvious, but I don't think that we're in a dire situation just yet. Only because the division is where it is with the with you know, like you said, the standings are still very close. Angels being three games out, I am okay with that right now.
1: And the news too coming out of Houston again, we're still not one hundred percent sure, or I haven't at least looked up one hundred percent sure about what's going to happen with Verlander and his situation. But I think it is pretty well known that Osuna is probably going to be out for the year. They're closer, yeah, yeah. And again, anything that kind of takes away from someone ahead of you, you, you you know, you only benefit from that.
3: Oh yeah, you know, we'll, we'll take a we'll take a key loss to a. Division rival any day of the week, and I, exactly. and it goes the same way for them. I bet, I bet they were super happy when they they heard that Mike Trout was going to be gone. They're like, oh, he's probably going to be gone a week or two. That's awesome, you know. Anytime, anytime something like that happens to a key player to a team in the division, you know, the fan base and the team itself is going to be a okay with it. So with Verlander being down, hey, I'm not really feeling too bad for the Astros right now. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and when we come back from the break, we'll get into. You know everything that's kind of happening around the angels. We'll get into email questions and all that good stuff. So we'll be back on the other side of the
2: break. Oh, those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about manscaped. Oh yeah, thank you, manscaped for turning my loud shrieks here into multiple peaks here, cream of crum. Man start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. Oh yeah. Manscaped lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce painful nicks and tugs. Yeah, those nicks and tugs are gone. This is their third generation tremor featuring advanced skin-safe technology. Oh yeah. Technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Yeah, nice and smooth. Yeah, that's right. And Manscaped engineering team obsessed over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spent 18 months. Yeah, 18 months perfecting. That great ball hair trimmer ever created The just released new and improved lawnmower Mower 3.0 Yeah, the cream of the crop Yeah, too sweet to be sour When I tell you this is premium I mean premium The battery will last you 90 minutes So you can take longer shave And that water resistant technology Allows you to shave in the shower too Oh yeah, in the shower after that that long match Uh Uh-huh, yeah One of the coolest features is an LED light That illuminates grooming areas For a closer, more precise trimming. So many people have written in stories about the lawnmower 3.0 and have sent your man here, yeah, sent them pictures so I could see the smoothness for myself, and I'll tell you something, man, that ain't kidding, that ain't kidding, This is a real crop. yeah, God, oh yeah, you need to try this out for yourself, get 20% off plus free shipping when you use armchair at manscaped.com, that's 20% off when you use armchair at manscaped.com, oh yeah. listen to my show the Punk Corner, on KJ epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m to 7 p.m
1: there's no shortage of action going on with our partner over at betonline.ag the sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and Ben Online has the best odds for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? Ben Online has simulated NBA, NF- NFL, UFC, and Live every day for our devoted gamblers and check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, your online wagering
3: experts. And we are back. So thank you to our sponsors again for making this all possible. also want to give a quick shout-out to A-Style Clothing. Um, we had a giveaway, uh, what, about a week ago. Still haven't shipped out one of the hats. I'm sorry, dude. It's going to sh- get shipped out tomorrow. I promise I'll get a hold of you. Uh, we actually had one of our winners was right here close by in Moreno Valley, California. We're based out of Riverside. I met up with her. We She was more than just happy with the hat. She was ecstatic. She actually hooked us up with some bobbleheads. That um, huh. we'll probably end up giving out here um, you know, for you guys. So thank you for the uh the hookup. And uh but yeah, we appreciate our sponsors and uh yeah, you guys check out A-Style Clothing. Uh if you're on Instagram, it's in our bio. The links in our bio it'll take you directly to the Halo Haven collection and you guys use that discount code and you get ten percent off, I believe, or is it free shipping?
1: Ten percent off, use promo code Halo Haven and it doesn't need to be with for Angel. Uh, players. So, if you have a cousin or a brother or a mother or whoever, and maybe they're a fan of the Yankees or maybe they're a fan of the Dodgers or they're a fan of the Braves, but you know, there's players. There's hats for those guys too. So, um, and the promo code works for any 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 hat.
3: Yeah, and it's, and it's uh, player approved. Uh, gear, so it's not like you know the players didn't approve this or they're not. It's
1: not. It's, it's not, not like a when, janky it's rip not, off. It's not like when you walk out of a concert and there's this random dude in the in the parking lot trying to sell t-shirts.
3: Right. No. It's this is legit MLB player approved seal of approval from the MLB players you know youth association. So we appreciate again A Style Clothing and we're, quickly too on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, check out um, Archangel Pins. A lot of cool collection of pins. Archangel Pins on Instagram. So thank you guys. All right, so let's uh let's get into some news, man. What did you want to talk about as far as so normally obviously,
1: so normally in this spot we would have the curators chronicles and I don't want people to think that Chris is he is here. He is handling some business. The man behind the scenes right now. He's handling some business, so he's not able to come to the mic um, at all or as much. Um, but he is here, so I know once <laughs> once Chris is in here, we get a bunch of emails about where he is. He is here. You guys are going to have to trust us on this one. He is here. Um, maybe he'll say a word or two before the end. But um, talking about news, and obviously we can get into it, um, I guess some of the bigger news that came out on Monday was that the Otani MRI results came back. If you guys remember, Sunday after the game, uh, he mentioned some discomfort in his forearm uh, they went for MRI Monday. They get the results. It was a grade one or two strain of the, and I'm not going to try to pronounce it because it's very like doctorish.
3: Yeah, the um, uh, plantar fasciitis in the, uh, the ulnar form. collateral uh, strain yeah. of the forearm, Something tibula right. and manibula. Yeah,
1: whatever. Yeah, um, but All pretty right. much it is. It is a forearm strain. Uh, typical for this injury is f- uh, four to five weeks, or four to six weeks, but with Eight weeks left in the season, and it is very, very, very unlikely you see him pitch again this year, which is fine.
3: Yeah. Which is no big yeah. deal.
1: Um, I think the the benefit from it or the positive part from it is that it's not the elbow. It is the forearm. Um, no surgery. It is just a strain. It's not a, a, a sprain, which is a micro tear or just a tear completely. Um, it's not going to put him on the DL, obviously. He's on the DL. It's, he is going to DH. Um, again, we're recording this Wednesday night. At pretty much at first pitch now, but he is planning to. Or Joe said he is planning to use him as a DH starting tomorrow, uh, Thursday's game.
3: I think. Uh, he, I mean, I think he's a obviously he's a valuable asset to the team deep offensively because you slide him in that DH spot. Obviously, he adds power. We mentioned in the podcast on Sunday, he had back to back games with three run home runs. He's a guy who can instantly give you offense. You know, with runners in scoring position, he is a bat that you fear in that lineup, and that's something I think the Angels obviously can use. I mean, whenever, you know, we, we talk about the the problems of scoring runs with runners and scoring position. Otani, he be, being Ota, having Otani in the lineup help. So, you know what, I'm not, we, you know, I'm not going to miss him pitching-wise because like I said before, to me, he's not a guy now. I'm not looking at him to be a frontline guy yeah, right and, now. And the next year so, too,
1: he, he'll be a full year out of Tommy John. Right. He'll have, hopefully, they get everything kind of settled with the coronavirus and, and kind of get a handle on it. He'll have a full spring a full offseason to kind of get back in that shape and, and, and you see with the um the injuries that some of these pitchers are having now and Matt surgery went down earlier today or kind of left the game with discomfort you know pitchers are going down left and right so um, as long as it's not serious again doesn't need surgery doesn't they don't see any significant amount of time it's just with a short season if this was a regular season you probably would see him back in you know three months or something like that but with the short season you're probably not going to see him pitching but i i looked at it as it's a positive because they don't need to put him on the il he gets dh starting tomorrow and it's just going to help the team
3: yeah absolutely so it just kind of sucks because we were kind of waiting for him you know and now that it, it he's not going to be on the mountain it, it it sucks but guys bright side is this guy can also hit so right yeah, yeah.
1: you're not going to miss a whole lot there right so, we'll get into emails now. And again, you can reach us at, at, at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. We'll take questions every Wednesday. Um, you know, and we, we've been getting a handful of them. And, and it's good to see now that the season's here yeah, and, yeah. and stuff has actually happened player moves, players coming up, players going down. Um, it's good to see the, the questions. So, the first one's from Mike uh, Kashma. I probably butchered that last name but you know uh, my bad Uh, he said goodwin is one of the best hitters so far this season he can't split slash platoon right he's got to play every day uh and then he writes mike
3: um yeah i mean i was a little shocked with uh the comments made by joe adell or joe madden about joe adell about yeah joe madden obviously said that joe adell needs to play every day so it will be a platoon spot between goodwin and Upton now um yeah, I mean, the way Goodwin's been swinging the bat, he's been one of the most productive hitters in that Angels lineup. It is kind of interesting to see that he would be platooning with Upton. Um, but I think that's... I, I, I mean, think, they
1: kind of have been doing that already. Right, right. He has been getting, getting the majority, if not all the um, at-bats against righties. Right. Um, and it, usually it was him and um, you know Hermosillo or him or Ward. and Ward. Yeah. split A uh, splitting time. So... Um, yeah, you like to see him maybe in there more because he, he he does have an occasional, uh, you know, lefty versus lefty matchup. But he does really, really well. But um, I don't know necessarily if it's going to hurt him at all.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the player he was before he got here he was a guy who was probably like a fourth outfielder and then had a great season last year. And he, he's it's continuing, continuing on to this season. To me, I'm a little more shocked with the whole Upton situation where
1: I I, I would love to know what's going through his head right, right now.
3: Right, me too. Um I think we have a comment or a question later or from somebody regarding Upton as well. Um Joe Adele and Upton. You know, Upton to me is a guy who is who is on a big contract and he still that's, has that's, that's, three that's, more years left on that contract. Part. And I don't know how you're able to sit a guy like that down and i think that thing can be productive if he gets more at bats as the pre- as the season goes he's going to be a guy who's going to hit you home runs but you also need to know that he's not a guy who's going to hit 290 he's going to hit 250 oh yeah but he's going to hit you he's going 30 home runs on a regular, regular season. season yeah so i don't know man that to me that's interesting but um i like goodwin so far man i can't say that I, that that you know um i disagree with you but also at the same time i kind of see where joe's going with it too i mean like you said, I don't think Goodwin will get hurt by platooning in the outfield. Right.
1: And then if you're watching on Facebook Live, uh, Chris, the producer Johnson, put up a tweet from <laughs> Rhett Bollinger saying that Madden expects Joe to play every day. And I think if you're going to bring him up at this point, you need to play him every day because you got to see him develop. You've got to see him um, not be wasted on sitting on the bench where right. he could be in Long Beach getting reps. So, well, and
3: that's the whole point of bringing him up. If you're going to bring him up, you better play him because otherwise let him develop. What good does it do for him to sit in the dugout or or in the stands at this point, uh, you know, not playing and watching? You know, he needs to get reps and, you know, learn on the job. And why not, I guess, in this shortened season, you know, yep. why not?
1: So moving on to the next question from Duncan Healy. He says, hello there, guys. To say we are struggling with the bullpen would be an understatement. I heard Sunday's show, and I like the idea of having Pena be the closer uh, with Pena, you're also able to bring him in the eighth inning for two outs save or two inning save. I don't know; it just makes sense to me.
3: Well, I m- it made sense to us last night, and it didn't happen. We were thinking that that probably wasn't going to happen, and it didn't. I li- I like the idea of Pena it being a guy looks like that. Like so
1: Joe expects him to have a clean inning every time, and I understand as a reliever, you kind of want them to do that. But I mean. You know, he wasn't necessarily in real trouble, I don't think, with the league the had. Me either, had. me either, me either. But I like Pena in, in that mix for a closer. You know, you can do two outs, you can do or two innings, one inning. I, I like him in that mix. We'll kind of have to keep an eye on that and see who Joe uses late in um, games when they're close to see how he's going to handle that.
3: Yeah, and I like the fact, again, that you can ex- you, you can bring him in in a situation where you need him to get outs in the eighth inning and not really worry about not him not being able to bring him in in the ninth because he can So. That's definitely in the you know in the cards for for Joe Madden.
1: Yeah, so um, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but you know definitely something to watch for the next handful of games, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about it more on Sunday's podcast as you know more and more games are getting played. Right. Uh, next one from Steve Atwood. Um, Hi, Johnny and Daniel. Uh, why do you think the Angels called up Joe? I was. And I was in agreement with you guys. Perhaps he wouldn't be in the on the team quite yet. You can't really say they bring him up for offensive purposes. Defensively, Hermosillo ain't bad. Not that I'm not that I'm not excited to see him, but I'm just wondering why now.
3: I I don't know exactly why now. The only thing I can really point to is what we just talked about: is the fact that um, you bring him now because you want him to have playing time you want him to have at bats you want him to have game situations where in long beach it would be inner squad and and joe must have felt that this is kids ready to kind of learn on the job and that's really all i can point it to because i don't right i don't see him being an upgrade from hermosillo at this point and you're not expecting joe adal to, to be the guy that saves this team from failure either yeah. this is a guy that Obviously, he's coming up to to learn on the job right now.
1: And so, kind of as our when we're talking about uh, Hermosillo, uh, I think it's he has to point out that him and Wash got sent down, pretty much uh, got sent down to Long Beach. It's kind of weird saying down to Long Beach yeah. instead of Salt Lake, but got sent down. Um, and then they activated Trout, and then obviously brought up Joe. Yeah, I'm just you know I wasn't expecting it this soon. No, no. Um, I don't know if you know because Hermosillo again wasn't doing. Bad. It wasn't like wow. he was Upton and struggling. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure he, he probably has more RBIs than Upton.
3: Possibly. He has, I couple, know.
1: he has a couple good hits this I year. I know
3: Upton has two home runs and I think they were both solo shots though. Yeah. So,
1: so. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe they just felt like the time was right with then up in Seattle um, and then going into Texas with the lack of pitching. I don't know. But, um, you know, Defense is something that Joe still has to work on, and he's gonna get on the job training, like kind of like what you said. So, yeah. it we definitely be interesting to see how it goes moving forward with um, Joe in the outfield. But, yeah, you know, I'm not mad that they brought him up right no. now either, but it was just, it was, it was surprising. Mm-hmm. Next email from Lamar Washington. What's good, fellas? How are y'all feeling? This has been rough, and he used like three O's. <laughs> but, y'all are right. We ain't we we ain't that far behind we just gotta get it together
3: bottom line yeah get, figure it out figure it out try to see what they need to do to win games play it literally inning by inning once the starting pitcher gets out of the game
1: yeah and i think you know if the bullpen kind of shapes up a little bit like again i don't think the bullpen needs to be top three bullpen in the major leagues to make this team that much better i think if the bullpen gets to like league average in a lot of ways, you, you're going to be able to see this team kind of take off. So, um, now you're kind of, with Otani being able to DH now full time. So you're looking at them, you know, seven days a week, pretty much DHing, um, you know, trout Rendon or bat or trout's back with Rendon, you know, Albert's sneaky, having a sneaky good year. So I know it's only 11 games. So you know I, I know it's not a big sample size, but, um, you know he's he's producing he's producing his two home runs has one grand slam, um, you know so it's it's the offense is going to work and you're just looking for that bullpen to kind of get like I said if they can get to the league average this team can take off and make a serious run absolutely. So again, Lauren Cod is our next emailer. She says, "Hi guys, uh, big win last night considering the bullpen hung on. That's true. <laughs> um, good to see Joe." You should be uh, good to see Joe. Should be interesting how the platoon job will go,
3: and that's what I am saying with Upton right now. Like as we're recording the uh, right before game time, or we're at right first pitch, um, Upton is in the lineup today, but he's at, DH-ing. At DHing, so
1: and Ward is in the outfield. Yeah, so that's they're where... going against a lefty. I think it's it, you have to mention that there is right. a lefty pitch on the there is a, a lefty on the mound, mm-hmm. so you can kind of see how they're going to do this. Right. But yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see how a guy like like Upton. You know, Goodwin's used to between. They did that a lot last year. Mm-hmm. But it's going be interesting to see how Goodwin does with, you know, maybe he has two days off in a row. He I can't right. remember, Outside of injury, I don't remember the last time he wasn't in the Angels lineup two days in a row.
3: Right. And, you know, like, ha- like what's happening today, you put up then at the DH spot, you, you're able to put Ward in the outfield. There might be days where... For instance, Pujols is getting a day off and you put up then at DH. So now you have right. two outfielders and well, are no, normally on the that, that,
1: that DH is gonna be taken up by Otani.
3: Oh, Otani, you're right. But what if Otani you know, days off or whatever? Not it's gonna be right. It's gonna be a situation <laughs> where like depending on what Joe feels he needs to match up, you know, he might put somebody in a different spot. You know, even Fletcher might get a spot in the outfield and then somebody in the infield gets you know, whatever. Who knows? Right. It's gonna be interesting, though know, for sure. With Joe Adele, with Joe Adele brings that 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 especially after the comments from Joe Madden about him having to have to pay every, every day, day, that kind of makes you are
1: definitely going to put him in the field. You're not going to see Joe DH at all. Oh so, no, he's playing so, out bro. I mean, so you're kind of platooning and the way it looks like, you know, Ward can get in there maybe, but the interesting part is I'm going to see if Ward makes that cut on, um, tomorrow, Thursday, their teams are going to go down to 28 from 30. So, um, by the time we talk Sunday, we'll have some cuts. So we'll, we'll figure that out and we'll see. So, um, but you know the platoon is the platoon. I'm just really interested to see how Joe's going to bounce back from it, or not uh, Joe, uh, Justin. Um, Daryl Roberts has our next email. He says, "Is Buntry the closer moving forward, or is Joe going to go with who he feels is the who's right that day?"
3: I think the latter. I think he. I think Joe's actually going to go with who he feels can close the game out that day. I don't think he's going into it thinking Buntree's my closer. Robert's is my closer. He's just going to play by the situation and say, you know what. This guy's got a fresh arm right now. I feel like he needs to be the guy that closes the game. Out. I don't think he's going to go to someone specific just yet, especially after what happened with Robles and the kind of the troubles that the the bullpen's been having. I think he's going to go with whoever he feels is capable of closing that game out that certain day.
1: Yeah, I think you can definitely say that's not going to be Robles. Yeah, um, but no, I, I I honestly think you're right. I think it's going to go who who's fresh, who's maybe had a good outing last time. Um, You know, if they put Middleton in there and he had a great outing the day before, like in the seventh inning, maybe they next day give him a shot in the ninth inning. Um, Same thing with Butchery. Maybe one day he goes out there in the eighth and he shuts it down one, two, three. Maybe then the next time there's a safe opportunity to give it to him. So I think, honestly, it's going to be kind of uh, and and Joe, I think, said it. it's going to be closure by committee. Um, So it's just going to um, be interesting to see how they play out. Does Chris want to jump on? He grabbed the mic. No, not yet. Okay, never mind. Moving forward, Trevor Billings. Hey uh, guys, Hula Tehran back tonight, but limited to sixty pitches. Looks like we're going to have a bullpen game. Do you think they go to Pena since he only threw two uh, two thirds of an inning yesterday?
3: He's a guy for sure. I mean, obviously, you can depending on what what Joe wants to do with Pena moving forward. If he's going to be a guy that he wants at the back end of that bullpen, then you don't put him in in the third or fourth inning. As a long kind of reliever, he, so I mean, he's a guy you can that can definitely do that because he's done it before. But I don't know; it depends on what Joe wants and to I do, think, use, yeah, how he I, wants to use him.
1: And I think that's the great thing about Pena; he can be used so many different ways. Right. He can spot start. He can give you two innings, three innings out of the bullpen. He can, you know, we'll see if he can close. Um, but as far as today, I think you almost have to because I don't know necessarily if they have another knowing long guy. Uh, no, I can probably give you two, yeah, but, two, or
3: three maybe.
1: But with with Julio. Limited to 60 pitches. I mean, what, does he get into the fourth? Maybe he gets like four and a third out of it. Four,
3: five, six. Yeah, I mean... So
1: you're going to have to use a couple guys multi-innings. So you right. almost would think you would use, you know, let's just say he goes four and two-thirds. All right? Maybe you bring in um, Holby Milner, Chris's favorite pitcher, to finish off the inning and and, and get into the next. And then now maybe you get way for two. And then you get Payne for the last right. two or something, right. something along those lines. But... um, it's been interesting to see again uh Tehran Tehran starting tonight Wednesday night as we record this. Um it wasn't you know supposed to start right away. He was supposed to have one more in Long Beach, but I guess because of the Otani injury and and, and another pitcher going down that they didn't even start now, but he is going to be limited to about 60 pitches today.
3: Yeah, interesting. And like I said, the, the Peña situation, it depends on how you know Joe wants to use him. So if Joe feels like he wants to him to ex- Wants to extend him, he'll bring him in right after Turon and see how long he can go. But like you said, like you mentioned, hey, if he wants to use him at the back end of that bullpen, he's obviously going to go with maybe Noe for two, and then maybe use you know Payne towards the end there. But wait, wait and see, because I don't know how this the bullpen's the way the bullpen's been uh, pitching. I just don't know how it's going to play out just yet, man. Yeah, I think trial that's, buyer.
1: That, that is the biggest question right now going for the Angels is the bullpen and. You know what's going to happen is it going to be something that guys kind of fit into a role and and then they can just roll from there or is it going to be something as long as far as you know maybe play the um hot hand from now on i don't know but um it's amazing to to see not only tonight but kind of moving forward um into the season
3: yeah for sure so um, is that it for the email? That is you? the last
1: email. Again, right. you can reach us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's allangelspodcast at gmail.com.
3: I see the curator has something.
1: Yeah, I didn't know we were going to have a chronicle. So, should we hit the music? All right, let's hit the music. Here we go.
2: Let's go.
0: a beautiful day for a ball game and we still have ball games going so that's a that's a good thing uh sorry i'm a little bit later in the segment i had to jump on a zoom call for work so i'm over here in the corner uh the curator's, the curator's corner. corner that john has decorated for me you go. the mike Trout jersey and behind me autograph um, so way. i was a little distracted so my apologies uh to the faithful out there um that were wondering about me i always appreciate that told you this here people that care yeah all right um, so today, um, kind of rolling with the memorabilia. I was named the curator by John, um, at a 66ers game
3: about like three years ago. Yep. Uh,
0: John, why did you name me the curator?
3: It was funny cause, uh, well, because you have a crazy collection of, uh, sports member angels memorabilia that you, you your, your garage is pretty much a museum of angels memorabilia. And it was funny cause we were at the 66ers game with, uh, with another, um, Halo fan and we, we had a, you know, I had a nickname, Johnny Mags, And, you know, we got to come up with a name for Chris. And I said, hey, what's the name of the people that take care of the museums? Uh, you I know, whatever. That. And then you're like the curator. I'm like, yeah, you are Chris the Curator Johnson. So it kind of just fit. I have been a, also a docent in my life, so oh, that's
0: wow. a, a docent. I think it's a French term, but it's a Four. tour guide, fancy tour guide name. But saws another well, museum. That's another museum name, but I, I like the curator better. It's kind of stuck uh, because in our vintage baseball league, that's that's my nickname. Yeah, curator. I had one right before we started. You already had one, so yeah. uh, Johnny Big Time. There you go. Um, yeah. So what today, uh, uh, the curator um, had, um, is bringing something out of his. Uh, His collection that was curated. Um, But uh, this is a piece of Angels baseball history. um, And it is, if you're watching on Facebook Live, it is a signed team ball from the 1961 Angels. And I got a cool little plaque on there and all that. But it is signed with uh, how you want it signed. You got Bill Rigney, the manager right down the sweet spot. And you got all the names. Um, I'm going to ask John. How many he can name?
3: Eli Gerba, right? Yeah. Steve Bilko. Okay. Um, Buck Rogers. No? I believe. Yeah, maybe Buck Rogers. Um, Albie Pearson, obviously. Yep. Um, sorry. Ted Kluzowski. Um, Andy Messer Smith. And Fergosi wasn't on the team in '61. He showed up in '62. So not Fragosi, not canop um, Rick Reichert, right? I believe, and I think that's where it stops for me, man. Well, you got more than most. Right. You just ranked yourself in the like the
0: the one percentile of a. Uh of Angel fans right Um, but the cool thing about this baseball is that it was out of the personal collection of Tom Morgan um, a name that I didn't know before acquiring this baseball but Tom Morgan was a player from 61 to 63 for the Angels Um, his nickname was Plowboy Plowboy (laughs) so I assume he worked on the farm
3: yeah, maybe he was like from uh, him, Idaho. He was from or Iowa. I, or yeah,
0: Plowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would all, come back and coach as a – he would serve as a coach for the Angels from 72 to 74 and also from 81 to 83. Um, I believe he was a pitching coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the crazy thing about this is that all his, his collection was on – Here's a site. It's kind of getting popularity, but it's called shopgoodwill.com. So when all the cool wow. stuff and nice stuff gets donated to Goodwill, um, they pull it out and they put it on their own little eBay site. Shop and not Goodwill. a lot of people <laughs> used to know about it, but now it's uh, people are jumping on. But what Tom Morgan did is every team he played on, he got a whole team signed ball. Nice. So there was a Detroit ball and all this other stuff all part of that collection. So it's kind of cool to have – a ball a team ball from an actual player
3: is that how you got it shopgoodwill.com Shop goodwill.com wow they ain't paying us wow okay so you just happen to go on there looking for angel stuff and there it is
0: yeah then it was there and yeah no oh, okay. but a pretty good price on it i think i paid like a little over 100 so to have a piece of you know the, the original you know team and all that uh is something um i'll forever cherish
1: no that's cool too like you said it, it's 61 to the first year and yeah. everything like that, and. Yeah, I think definitely a standout uh, collection out of the curator's uh, uh Halo Haven. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Chris.
1: And and, and too, I want to ask you any any thoughts about the game last night with Trout, Pools, and uh Joe being the kind of the main attractions for that for that game.
0: No, it was fun to see you, Trout come Yeah, I mean, like I don't know... What, like, we are kind of talking about... I don't know why that surprises us anymore. I know, right? But it still did yeah. surprise me. Yeah. Catches you um, off guard. Just right sure. out there. And then when you look at his home run numbers at... Well, I guess it's not called Safeco. What uh, is it T-Mobile. called? T-Mobile. T-Mobile. I don't know. It's Safeco. Um, the ballpark yeah, for his numbers, Yeah, his numbers are ridiculous there. Um, it was nice to see Joe, especially like you guys said. I threw up some pictures of you guys interviewing him down on the farm. Um, <laughs> to see, like, from there to now, and now he's up there, and to see, like... The fruition mm-hmm. of everything is pretty cool, um, yeah. and then pull holes. I meant his average is terrible. It's been though. I mean, it's just terrible. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, at least he's producing when it comes to RBIs, hitting hitting the long ball, and for him to you know creep up on Maze, that's pretty significant. So. It's exciting. It's a hey. Even if the season is a total bust, it's fun to see Joe Adele up there and Absolutely. the youth coming up. And yep. can you imagine if you got Joe Adele clicking, Rendon, um, even holes, Trout, Rendon goes on and on. Right We're
1: known struggling right now. Yeah,
0: yeah
3: but yeah, you
1: know. I don't know if that. What was it? An oblique coming into the season. I don't know if that's still maybe sort of a Navy, possibly. Navy yeah, thing. for sure.
3: Um, or he's y- holding back a little. You know. Uh,
1: yeah, you know. I don't. You would love to see him click on on all cylinders. But, you know, once he does, you you you, you feel comfortable that um, it's going to take this offense to another level. Which is, I mean, the offense is already good. And then I looked it up, um, I think it was yesterday before, yesterday's game. And, and this kind of s- summarizes, this kind of summarizes the, the season. Um, Angels top, like, three or four in offense and runs scored. And then also the bottom three bottom or four. Bottom pitching. Yeah, exactly. So... Um,
3: not a good recipe for winning no, games. No, it's not. Then.
1: But you know, if like we kind of mentioned earlier, if they get the bullpen situation um, solidified and and just become like league average, then I think the Angels will be in a good spot.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean this team can score runs with the best of them. Obviously, they've shown that. You know, and and but yeah, with Joe, with everyone clicking. um, it's just it's just better for the pitching staff because the uh, the starting pitchers can go out they're kind of relaxed if they're able to get early leads or whatever and they just can jump on some guys it alleviates the pitching staff completely even when guys come in later in the game and they got a four or five run lead it's better than coming in with a 2-1 or two two run lead yeah. so yeah. you know offense obviously helps the pitching and vice versa pitching helps the offense because if pitching can click on all centers and the offense says hey we don't have to worry so much about pressing at the plate trying to get runs scored when you know uh when guys are giving up runs like it, it works both ways. So, yeah. interesting. The one thing I did want to touch on about Joe Adele, you know, we're talking about us watching him on the farm, man. I think it feels so much better for us knowing that we knew he'd get here at one point. And oh, it feels definitely. good to see him on TV.
1: Definitely. I mean, I still remember the first time when we saw him down at San Bernardino. Right. Kind of already had that kind of a hype because, obviously, with a first-round pick, you mm. already have that hype. And he did good in Orem. He did good in Burlington. So, you kind of already, like, all right, you, can, you, you can't wait for him to get to Alien Empire. You know, I guess for fans, I, I will say, um, you know, I don't wish this upon him, but, like, he, he'll he probably struggle. I, well, it's and, and, he, and he has. Like, if you look at his numbers at any level change, like the first, like you say, like five or six games at any, you know, going from low A to high A or high A to the double A. he Like, those first five games or so, you know, he struggles. But once he finds his rhythm and, fu- and gets used to the surroundings, he, he takes off. Yeah. So, you know, as Angel fans, I think you know don't expect a whole lot right now but when it but when it starts clicking it, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch
3: Mike Trout in 2011 struggled when he first came up he oh, wasn't yeah. Mike Trout right so you know expect down it. too
0: yeah right yeah he was uh, he was there L- for like a let me the, tell you what oh, being down you know. 66ers and being in the dugout and hearing Joe Adele hit a ball that the sound off his bat was a little bit different than most he was hitting balls dead center and it mm-hmm. was pretty impressive so yeah the talent's there.
3: That's something you can't fake at all. So, yeah, it's their talent's there.
0: Yeah,
1: again, um, I know for us it's going to be exciting to see some of these guys start working their way up to the majors because now you're going to have, you know, Joe and then eventually Brandon and then eventually, you know, Chris Rodriguez. You're going to start seeing these guys that we saw down at LN Empire. um, Start making appearances, you know, whether it's, it's, it's this crazy. year or next year. It's crazy. It, it's, 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 it's really cool to, to, to see these guys The influx kind of, work, of, of work young
3: talent, here. yeah. I mean, even, even Patrick Sandoval, we saw him down at Empire. a little at, bit, yeah. Empire. Just real quick, you know, when we when we traded for him, he was a guy coming from, you know, single A over in the Carolinas, comes out here, single A in the Empire, maybe pitched two or three games, and then the next year, you know, he was obviously moved up, and look where he's at now, so – the influx of young talent is there. You got guys like Jordan Allen, Jordan Adams, and Jeremiah Jackson, and even uh, Kyron Paris as well. Uh, a lot of young talent the Angels have, and it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what if these guys develop into major league talent, or are pieces that the Angels are going to end up trading for something. But just to know that you have that on your farm system, you have that that talent there. They're doing something good. So, and Joe is one of the guys that obviously. Um, Will prove to you that the angels in the last five years have have done something right, you know. Because when was the last time we had somebody like this, Mike Trout? Yeah, yeah. So
1: sneaky, and I think I texted you this last night when they're saying like, oh, you know, he's the youngest angel to make an appearance or making a date oh yeah yeah. Since Mike Trout, but they put like a list of a bunch of guys that right. were like in their early twenties, right? That made debuts with the Angels. And I'm like Casey. Casey Cotsman? Cotsman. I didn't realize twenty one. Like, yeah, I didn't realize he was that. I mean, back then, I guess I didn't just you know okay, whatever maybe yeah. debut great, but like I didn't realize he was that young when he made a debut.
3: Yeah, he he yeah, it was funny because he was uh, part of that lineup for about two years there, and then they traded him away for uh, Marcus Shera, which she led the Trout. Yeah, which, which led to Trout. But, you know, the Angels got to Teixeira, who ended up helping the Angels win 100 games that year. And he had like 23 home runs in that, that second half of the season. I mean, he, Mark Teixeira, did a lot for the Angels in that short period of time that he was here. But that he opened, Mike that, Trout. that not only opened the door for the Angels to sign Mike Trout because when he signed with the Yankees... Or drafted. It, yeah, the Angels, the Yankees signed to share us so the Angels picked up the Yankees draft picks. Well, right, so like the that. Angels had the number twenty-four, number twenty-five pick that year. They picked Randall Grichik ahead of Mike Trout, believe it or not, which isn't bad. I mean, no, Gritchick, that's a great Gritchick, draft.
1: Grichik is
3: still playing. Oh yeah, and he's solid. He's right, solid so player. at the
1: time, like, if it's anyone but Mike Trout, you are thinking, okay, whatever, right? It's a good draft. But like, it's like when Jordan went third, right? It's like, right. oh, how do you miss him? Was like, or how do you not draft Trout with your first pick in the first? It's like you know. If everyone had this down, you know, there would yeah. be a bunch of superstars everywhere, but it's just drafting is
3: so uh, hard. Kobe is drafted, drafted 13th. Drafting is so hard. 13th. But uh, not only did that lead to the Angels signing my child, but that led to Kendry's Morales taking over first base and being a perennial all-star MVP candidate for like three years before he broke his leg. But Kendry's Morales that very next year. hit like 34 bombs, hit a, drove in 100-and-something RBIs and batted over 300. And I think he had three straight 30 home run seasons before breaking his leg at the plate. And I was at that game, by the way. But, um, yeah, that and and my case, what I'm trying to get at is young talent. You bring a young talent up like that, having a, a lot of young talent is great you're because right. eventually either they become great players for you or they're trade pieces or, or something happens where it makes your team better.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, the overall depth of the Angel system is just going to benefit it. Right, you, you know, granted, you're not going to see probably every single one of these guys in an Angel uniform, but, you know, They will help get these guys, um, hopefully pitching, get pitching or other players into the Angels organization and help make a winner.
3: Absolutely. All right, well, I think that's it, right? I don't think we have anything else on the docket. Chris, you got any uh, final thoughts while you're over there in the corner?
0: I'm just wondering, uh, if you're watching online, why John's wearing a Dodger hat. (laughs)
1: Damn, he's not, but yes. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering the same thing.
3: Well, you know, I answered that 1961 ball question in there and I, I don't think a lot of people know that this hat's you know an original angels hat from the pcl days man you know name the name two pcl angels uh steve Boko Definitely. and uh steve Boko. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know any other pcl angels to be honest with you oh chuck connors right yeah chuck connors there you go the rifle man yeah so there we go way over my head, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's going to do it for this edition of the all angels podcast. Again, if you guys have any questions, comments or concerns for the podcast, hit us up at all at gmail.com. That's all at gmail.com on Instagram and t- on Twitter. We're at halo underscore Haven. Hit us up there too. Um, and yeah, give, give us a holler. DM us. If you have questions. Let us know um, a style clothing again, uh, Archangel pins. Also, again, remember, guys, we are in the middle of the season. Which every strikeout that the Angels have, oh yeah, that's this a good season, point. Uh, we're donating one dollar to the Tider Skags Foundation. If you guys want to make a donation as well, hit up Tider Skags where you can make a donation or you can buy some of the gear that they have on there. Or if you want to be a part of our pot. Let us know. Reach out to right. us. If you want to donate to us on behalf of, you know, to the Tiger Skags Foundation, we're going to do that as well. We can add that to our pot. But right now, we're at $99. Coming um,
1: into the, the Wednesday this, night game.
3: Right. I don't think Toronto struck out anybody in that first inning. But we're at $99. And, um, man, this is a great a great deal. So, if you guys want to donate again, org, Or was it Foundation on Instagram? Tires, yeah, Foundation on
1: Instagram. Um, yeah, uh, it's again like we said uh, you know this is a way for us kind of paying it forward when we started this whole thing and we are able to try to do something you know to help tyler's name stay in the community that he um always helped out so um he was a local kid again uh was santa monica high school santa monica so it, it it just only makes sense that we um somehow help that name still carry weight in that community and donating to the Tyler Skaggs foundation is definitely the way, um, I think definitely the best way to doing it.
3: Absolutely. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for us here today. We'll be back on, on Sunday, Sunday for another podcast and again on Wednesday you guys. So check us out again. Thank you guys for listening. I am Johnny Mags. I am Down Garcia. And he is. You, you know who you are. Oh, man, I'm having a rough day. Chris, the Curator Johnson. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast.